The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. All right, welcome back to another session of the Evolving Chair Podcast with your host, Lakeisha Russell. Today, I have a very special guest with me. I have the Keandra Jackson. She is so dope, y'all. She is one of the 10 black female therapists you should know named by the Huffington Post. She is the visionary and founder of KW Couples Therapy. You want to say hi to the TEC listeners, Keandra? Uh, I sure would. Hi, everybody. I am super excited to be here. Yes, I'm so grateful and thankful you said yes. <laughs> and you I have like, to, oh. I have to. <laughs> I appreciate it. And it's also extra special because this is my 16th session, so I'm so excited. Sweet 16. Ooh, nice, nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, too, you are the first guest of the relationship series. So. Ooh, that makes me special. Mm-hmm. Um, before we start, a little icebreaker for you. So to coincide with the name of the relationship uh, relationship series, the games we play, how would you describe the last relationship you were in in a game form, whether a board game or a video game? <laughs> <laughs> did not prepare me for this okay <laughs> I didn't want to prepare you for it because I was like uh-uh I just wanted you know just to be natural and flow for you <laughs> I would definitely say the last relationship I and was more so a game of chess hmm and I say that because I feel like both of us even though clearly it didn't work out single y'all <laughs> I think it was literally us being our trying our best to be very strategic about the next move and we we thought too much about the process instead of just letting it flow naturally. Mm-hmm. Um so I think I would equate that relationship to a game of chess. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> that yeah. is so funny. You got me thinking now. I'm like <laughs> I thought, you know, it would be fun to ask, especially, you know, with the title of the series being the games we play, because, you know, relationships can be a game for some people. Oh, yeah, it was a game. Trust and believe it was a game. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, when people play chess, they're all serious, right? They're all serious and focused. (laughs) It was kind of like that. Okay. Okay. Oh, so do you want to tell us how did you get into this field and what made you focus on relationships? So there were, to be honest with you, I don't really have this cute story like most therapists (laughs) do. Um, The reason why I got into this field was because of my own drama and my own family drama. Let's just be honest here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I came from um, a broken home. My parents got divorced when I was about 10, and that wasn't really the best situation. Um, There was some emotional and physical abuse that happened and verbal And at the same time, my sister had a baby very young um, when she was 16. So everything was kind of happening all at once in my family. Mm -hmm. And because I was the baby Mm. (laughs) before my nephew came along, um, there was just a lot of chaos. Mm -hmm. And so what really drove me to kind of like help people just kind of navigate through very difficult situations was my own issues. Like I didn't really Mm. have a good... um, I guess you can say, like, path to really go down. And I said to myself, I said, okay, if I can get through this effectively, 
um, I want to be able to help other people go who is going through some of the same issues that I am to be able to go through this successfully as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where um, the desire for mental health and really wanting to help people came from was just my own family issues. But the relationship piece um, also came from the fact that I didn't really see any healthy relationships mm-hmm. in my life growing up. Um, my grandparents were together until my grandpa passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really the only kind of like representative of a long-term relationship that I saw. And to be truthful, I don't even know if that was a hundred percent healthy because I didn't know the ins and outs of everything, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any good examples at all. Mm-hmm. And I still don't have any good examples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, mm-hmm. that's very close in my, yeah. you know, in my circle. Um, so I just went on this, personal and professional mission to really help people have healthy, long-lasting relationships because it really trickles down to your kids Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And I just see that it has a generational pattern. And I want to make sure that everybody's bloodline and generational tree is healthy. Mm. I love it. I love it. Now, what about, because I know you mentioned, you said you don't have any like healthy models of relationship what about some of the clients maybe maybe some of them sometimes because I'm assuming you don't get all the time the ones that you know have those massive issues with um cheating communication Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you you know you still have couples that are like I just want to make our relationship better you know (laughs) (laughs) absolutely I think when I said that I didn't have a good example I just kind of met in my own personal circle in my own family um but abroad and more people like that I have you know grown to have friendships with and stuff, I mm-hmm. do see those relationships starting to develop, um, which is awesome to be around. And I do have really good clients that come in and they're not necessarily on a horrible track, but they mm-hmm. just kind of need a little tune-up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, I like to tell people that it's really good to come to counseling um, as a couple every now and then because mm-hmm. you just it's, it's just like a car, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you go in, you know, you need a little tune-up every now and then, you need your brakes checked and your oil change and all of that stuff it's the same thing in your relationship you need a little tweaking and a little tuning and just to be more geared and have some skills and resources that you can pull from so there are some clients that come to me and they have really good qualities in their relationship that I really Mm -hmm. admire and I'm just like oh yeah this is good (laughs) stuff (laughs) right right and since we're on the trail of healthy and unhealthy relationships can you talk to us about those working definitions of what is defined as an unhealthy relationship and what is defined as a healthy relationship and what does that look like when you have those clients that sitting right in front of you yeah so a healthy relationship it really encompasses a lot of things to be honest with Mm -hmm. you but it's really when two people have this have developed this connection of reciprocity in a number of areas like with trust Mm -hmm. and support cooperation safety um i talk about these things in my new ebook the Mm -hmm. art of relationships um (laughs) so trust support cooperation safety honesty accountability respect those are just a few areas that um, healthy relationships really have and they have a really good balance and reciprocity um, between them and one of the two components that I really really focus on is communication and boundaries mm-hmm. within those limits as well and I can talk about that literally like <laughs> all day just those two things <laughs> I bet. 
<laughs> but yeah, and so I I like to tell people, you know, if they have a healthy relationship or if they desire to have a healthy relationship, check your relationships and see if the things that I just listed, mm-hmm. if that relationship encompasses that. Mm-hmm. And if it does or if it doesn't or if it halfway does, then you know that you you know that you need to make some necessary adjustments, whether that's just to peace out <laughs> and say, okay, this relationship is not healthy because it has none of these components, mm-hmm. or if it's more so, of, okay, there's a little bit here, like can we make some progress and can we speak and change some areas? So that's kind of what a healthy relationship um, consists of. Mm. And it's what really are, just a deep understanding of each other and ways to connect. Right. And now what are some of the activities or conversations that you have with those couples who come in, say, with that working definition of a not so healthy relationship? Activities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to get down to the nitty gritty. Okay. I'm always about like <laughs> trying to figure out what the core issue is. Yeah. Right. Because we can talk about symptoms all mm-hmm. day and mm-hmm. the stuff that, you know, is manifesting on the outside. Yep. But what is the deep? dark, deep-rooted mm-hmm. issue that's really going on here and tackling that head-on for mm-hmm. me. It looks very different for each couple, but an unhealthy relationship really consists of anything that really has to do with, like, safety. Mm. Um And so that means it's going back to those boundaries that I just mentioned, like if there's boundaries being... Um, broken, mm-hmm. or if you're feeling pressure to change who you are, if there's a lack of privacy or um, a lack of respect for each other and just an unbalance in certain areas and just mm-hmm. a lack of um, more so control from the other person as well mm. um, can be signs of unhealthy relationships. Okay. And it looks very differently. It can, it can you know, be lack of communication. It can be mm-hmm. arguing. It can just come out in so many different ways, but in at the core of it all, those are some things that definitely an unhealthy relationship entails. Mm, that's good. Um, and because we're, we're we're talking about that safety and boundaries piece, do you mind if I actually pull in a um, listener question? Because it, it revolves around that. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. I love it. I know. I was going to save them to the end, but I'm like, no, nah, this one goes right in. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yes, so this listener is asking for what are strategies for her to use when her husband isn't a protector? So when she feels like he isn't protecting her, he isn't stepping up, he isn't leading, um, and she's always the one um, stepping up and taking the lead. Mm-hmm. So what are some so strategies what? that you can give her maybe or... I think the first thing that I would tell her is to vocalize that concern Mm. because sometimes we think that our significant other, our spouse, our boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, that they're mind readers, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So if there's certain situations and circumstances where you want to be protected or you want your boo (laughs) or bae (laughs) or king, queen, whatever you want to call the person Mm -hmm. (laughs) to step up then you should definitely say something like, hey, in these situations and these circumstances, it would make me feel a lot better if you you stood up for me, if you said something or if you were a little bit more protective or whatever the case may be. Because that person might not even know that -hmm. they're not, Mm -hmm. you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing or doing what you desire them to be doing. So it goes back to that communication piece and just having that dialogue Mm -hmm. and saying, hey, um, yeah, when you do this, (laughs) it makes me feel like this. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. 
Now, what it what is that conversation? Because I I, I want to add some more stuff to that. What if they've been in the marriage for like over twenty years, and say they've tried to insinuate um to be like, hey, I don't feel protected. I don't feel like you're stepping up. How how then do you work with that couple in front of you with twenty years of marriage? And you know, at that time, people are who they are. Um, That's very true. You you know. So mm-hmm. how how so what do you do with that? Yeah, I think there's people who are in very long term relationships, and when you've been with someone mm-hmm. for a long time, you kind of get stuck in your ways, right? Yeah. You're like, this is me, this is how we've been rocking. Mm-hmm. So why are you trying to change something now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that goes back to those tune-ups that I was talking to you about, and mm-hmm. those oil changes <laughs> mm-hmm. that needs to take place because just because something has gone on in your relationship for 20 years doesn't mean that it's healthy. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that that was supposed to happen. Right. And so I personally think that it's never too late to mention something. I don't care if it's been going on for 20 years Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you may have not been okay with it for 20 years, but (laughs) on that 21st year, you're saying, you know what? I can't do this no more. Listen, (laughs) I need for you to speak up to me when Susie starts talking to me crazy. Mm, You know what I mean? It's okay to vocalize that. And saying, hey, there's some things that need to be tweaked and changed. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest problems with long-term relationships Mm -hmm. and marriages is that they get so complacent, you know. And when there's change that needs to happen, it doesn't happen because this is how we've always been doing it. Mm -hmm. And always been doing it doesn't equal the right way. Mm. And and, and then, too, um, maybe speak a little bit, too, of that modeling piece of when depending on the relationships we've seen growing up, we see, mm-hmm. we tend to emulate that. So if this, if the husband didn't really see his dad step up to his mom or he's, you know, is a mama's boy and mom was, you know, that independent woman that was doing everything and he didn't have that fatherly influence. I'm pretty sure that impacts how he chooses to stand up as the male in the relationship. Absolutely. And that's why one of the biggest things that I do with my couples is I talk about their upbringing Mm -hmm. and how was your parents or Mm -hmm. whoever took care of you and what did you see and what didn't you see? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot. Sometimes we're always thinking about, oh, this happened and this happened. But what didn't you see growing up? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, did you see your parents have good dialogue or if they had physical touch Mm -hmm. or, you know, did they learn how to, you know, problem solve effectively? Because, even we pick up on those things Mm -hmm. as a child we pick up on those things and we carry them into our own relationships growing up so I think you make a valid point that sometimes it's about you know the example Mm -hmm. that we saw growing up Mm -hmm. that really affects how we handle things and one of the things that is really effective for me is not just you know how you grew up but even modeling that in my counseling sessions with Mm -hmm. clients, like Mm. giving them the verbiage and the words (laughs) to say, yeah, like, okay, well, how about if you said this to them? Like, can you say it like this? Mm -hmm. And we'll actually role play that out because it can be a little awkward when that's something you've never done before or you've rarely done. So it's kind of like practice Mm -hmm. for the real world because once they step out of my (laughs) office, (laughs) it's, it's, is ready, set, go. Yeah. So that's how I handle that. Awesome, awesome. And you, you, you mentioned it a little earlier, um, but you do have an ebook out. 
So Miss Kendra uh, has an ebook out, you guys. It is titled The Seven Components Every Relationship Should Have to Thrive. And we're yes, gonna indeed. talk more about what made you um what led you to write it about those seven relationships and then what are they? <laughs> yeah. So the book is entitled The Art of Healthy Relationships and the subtitle is Seven Components Every Relationship Should Have to Thrive. And if people know me, they know that I love mental health. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about mental health and talking about relationships, that mm-hmm. is my passion, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so I actually have a second book coming out that's going to be released. Pre-orders are going to be released next week. So as I was writing that book, which was the original book for me to write, I felt like God was really impressing some other stuff about relationships kind mm-hmm. of inside of me, and I just needed to get it out. Okay. That's just the God honest truth. <laughs> I was like, okay, I just need to get all of this out. And so that's where I literally sat down and I wrote this ebook. And it was important for me to write this because when people think about relationships, the first thing they think about are the romantic or the intimate ones. Mm, and we have relationships with everybody. Yes. Literally. I mean, family, yes. friends, colleagues, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. We have relationships with just about everybody. Yes. And so that's why I wanted to kind of break down the four different types of relationships that's in the book, um, what a healthy relationship is, what an unhealthy relationship is, mm-hmm. and how to evaluate the, your own relationships in your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I included the seven components because they're really helpful um, when dealing with any type of relationship. And so as I previously discussed earlier, that there are certain components that every relationship should truly have. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned them briefly, but um, their trust, it's trust, Mm -hmm. it's support, it's accountability, it's safety, it's cooperation, it's honesty. Mm -hmm. And all of that is centered around respect. Mm. So respect is like one of the biggest things that... People come into my office like, oh, she disrespected me and he disrespected me. Uh I just see that as a really huge theme. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I kind of made it the center of the seven components Mm -hmm. because it really speaks to what happens when we feel disrespected. It affects other areas of our life and of our relationships. Mm, That's good. Yeah. That's good. You want to tell the listeners where they can go get that ebook? from <laughs> <laughs> they can actually go and get it from my website which is kwcouplestherapy.com again that is kwcouplestherapy.com it will be on amazon very soon um where you guys can purchase that for kindle as well awesome awesome and i'll definitely have all that information on um my website as well um awesome. yes so you made a status because I, I want to talk about this more in depth. You made a status a few weeks ago, right? Uh-oh. About <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> where you where you you mentioned that um somebody had given you the side hour said something smart about you being um a marriage therapist, although you're not in a relationship. <laughs> 
yes. Which I'm yes. sure you probably get that a lot because people are coming to you, you know, of course, you know, like you are the experts, you know, this is what you eat, breathe and sleep, you know, mm-hmm. but they are probably Literally. expecting you to be in a relationship and you're doing these things you're telling us to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That is literally like the story of my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) People trip out on the fact that I'm actually single and not in a relationship or married. Mm -hmm. Um, And they tend to give me a little side eye very often because they just automatically assume without even asking me (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you're married or in a relationship. Um, And so I learned very early on that it doesn't really matter if I'm in a relationship or not because I have the experience, mm-hmm. um, the personal mm-hmm. experience. One, yeah. I just told you guys about the drama that happened in my household. Right. Um, so even though that didn't happen to me in my own relationship, like I see that firsthand with my parents. Um, and I got the education, right? I got mm-hmm. the backing. I yeah. studied this stuff. I've been to all kind of trainings and seminars. Like <laughs> I've worked with thousands of couples at this point. Like I pretty, I pretty much got this on lock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, in the beginning, I had a hard time with that, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. because one, I'm still fairly young, right? I'm not yeah. going to disclose my age, but you know, I like <laughs> to think that I'm young and popping. Right, right. <laughs> So I was super young mm-hmm. and I'm not married. Okay. And so when I first got into this line of work, I had a lot of personal issues, like my own stuff that I had to work through mm. because internally, all of the things that people were saying were really starting to get to me. I was like, well, maybe I am too young to help people or maybe because I'm not in a relationship, you know, I can't mm. really help people like I think I can And it started to eat away at my own self-esteem and my own self-confidence in this field and as a professional. And it wasn't until about probably, I'm not even going to lie, probably about a good, a little over two years ago Mm -hmm. where I had a friend who sat down with me and I was talking to him about this very topic. Uh He just looked at me (laughs) (laughs) and he just kept looking at me and I'm like, what? And he was just like, I'm just going to let you talk. So he let me rant and he said, Keandra, this makes no sense. And I said, yes, it does. And I'm giving him all of the reasoning why it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And he says, think about when you go to the doctor and you have an issue. Mm -hmm. Do you require for your doctor to have that very same issue for you to be treated? Mm. And I was like, oh, my. And he said the same. He said, he gave me this example. He said, if you went in and you needed to have heart surgery because you were having heart issues. Mm-hmm. Do you, would you require your your medical doctor to have had a heart attack or to have their own heart issues in order for them to be effective you? And I said, of course not. And he said, well, this is the same thing with your field. It's mm. no different. And that's when the light bulb went off. And I said, oh, man. <laughs> and I haven't looked back. <laughs> oh, wow. So I think there's a lot of irony now and a lot of yeah. humor in it for some reason I just think it's hilarious now when people trip out you know on the fact that I'm not married and sometimes I think God is like punking me because <laughs> I help all couples and right, right. I'm not in a relationship right. but at the at the root of it all I just know that just moving forward and because I've helped so many people in my own singleness mm-hmm. that God is really going to bless my own marriage when it yes. does happen yes. you know a million times over yes. so yeah 
that's kind of the backstory behind that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I did, you know, I wanted to highlight it because I think, you know, people automatically assume that um, just us, I think, in the profession in general, you know, that we um, mm. have necessarily gone through what they're coming to see us for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's very true, you know. Mm-hmm. But, hey, that's not always the case. And that doesn't mean that someone's not as effective, you know, just because they don't have that first-hand personal experience exactly exactly Mm -hmm. now working with all the couples you work with what's the one thing like that top number one thing that you constantly have at the forefront like okay when I get married I'm not doing that or I'm doing this like what's that (laughs) one thing (laughs) it's real hard to narrow it down to one Uh thing what's your what's your top three (laughs) <laughs> the top three. Okay, so I the things that I'm big on, I feel like that I should be an example of that. <laughs> if that makes any sense. So I'm really big on um effective two way communication. Okay. I'm really big on making sure couples have intimacy on multiple levels. So mm-hmm. whether that's physical, sexual, emotional or spiritual intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um I love talking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and then I'm really big on the five love languages. So I don't know yeah. if everyone knows about what that is, but no, you can list those them are the for three them. things. Mm-hmm. What was that? You can list them for them. Oh, yeah. So the five love them. languages in a nutshell, like, mm-hmm. ooh, I could talk about this. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm getting excited right now. <laughs> so the five love languages is basically stating that we tend to love people and we tend to give love the way that we want to receive lo- receive love mm-hmm. versus based on the, the way that the other person wants to receive it. So say, for instance, if I like to give gifts, mm-hmm. um, I automatically assume that other people want to receive gifts mm-hmm. and that makes them happy. But that's not technically the case because there are some people who don't care about gifts and they, well, care, they well, care, well. care more, care more, care more about the physical touch and wanting to be held, hold hands and things of that nature. So it's all about finding the other person's love languages and quote unquote speaking that love language to make sure that their love tank is full. Mm. So um, the five love languages is physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, which is mine, (laughs) (laughs) acts of service, and did I say words of affirmation? I feel like I'm missing one. Um, I did not. Touch, words of affirmation, gifts. Did you say gifts? Oh, gifts. So touch, physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, and quality time are the five. So... It's basically learning what your partner's love language is, learning what your love language is, because some of us don't even know, mm-hmm. and then really um, figuring out what that looks like in real life and what you can do to implement that in your day-to-day, and then make sure that you speak that person's love language so you guys can have a healthy connection. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, you I know, love that you, book. Uh, <laughs> yes, right? Um, me and my friends were having a conversation like a month or two ago just about the love languages and I was just saying how I feel like they change depending on the relationship mm-hmm. so you know with my kids my love language is different with boo or bae my love language is different with my <laughs> friends my love language is different do you agree or are you kind of like it's it for you it's all on the same wavelength with everybody I think it can be different for each type of relationship, and I think that's why Gary Chapman, which who is the author of that book, he's an awesome pastor as well, um, he wrote it for different 
population. So he wrote mm-hmm. one for the five love languages for teens, for children, mm-hmm. for your relationship with God, for couples, for singles. Like he wrote one for everybody on the planet. <laughs> and I do think that it changes. Like my love language is quality time, right? And that's mm-hmm. more so for Boo and Bay. Like right. that's okay. That's like, I just need your, your QT, right? I need some <laughs> right. uninterrupted time. Don't get on social media. Look at me in my eyes. <laughs> and let's work it out, you know? Right. But that probably wouldn't necessarily be the case for, like, my child. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, it would be a little bit different for that. So I do think that you're right. Like, it can vary. And it might vary on different times and stages in your life as well, That's depending on what you're going through and, mm-hmm. um and who's in your life. So, yeah, I think you have a valid point. That's a really good point, though. I didn't think about yeah. the stages I of I think mine have stayed pretty, like, consistent, though. Okay. Um, For me. But that is, doesn't mean that everyone else's will do that. Right. <laughs> you know, I think mine have definitely changed. Like, for me, um, words of affirmation are my love mm. languages. Um, and it's so funny because like when your friends, like when you start to really get to know your friends, because you start knowing their love languages, then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. You know, because typically you just think of, like you said, when your love language, you equate it to, oh, that person will love if I do that because I love it. Right. And that right. is not the case. So it's funny because like me and my um friends are like just now starting to learn each other's love languages so Mm -hmm. it's so interesting just to see how that evolves and formulates for each of us yeah you see how it applies to every type of relationship with your friends with your Mm -hmm. family with bae Mm -hmm. like with your kids like it's really applicable across your whole life and so that's why i love that like it's just a game changer so if people and what I love is that you can take a free quiz on his website Mm -hmm. so it's not even something that you have to you know buy and purchase Mm -hmm. but you can go to the five lovelanguages.com and take a free quiz and then it'll give you your results at the end and it's really quick um and then you and your partner can do that and so you guys will be on the same page yes now is that something you suggest for many of the couples that come in I've done that in my sessions okay. before. Oh, <laughs> I was like, listen, yeah. let's figure out what y'all love language is so we can get on one accord here. So let's go on this website and take this quiz and let's discuss these results. Okay, okay. Now, do you feel like it's easier once they actually know how to, like, quote unquote, love their their mate? I think it's way easier because a lot of times people people tend to know there's a little bit, um, okay. especially with men. A lot of men is kind of like physical touch, you know, how yeah. they are, right? Yeah. You know, they want a little <laughs> little touchy touchiness. <laughs> <laughs> so most men is like, okay, physical touch, but um, there's some that are kind of like shocking for some people. And they were like, hmm. oh, I thought my love language would be words of affirmation, but it wasn't, hmm. you know? And hmm. then they're like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Like... I do like it when I get gifts. I never really (laughs) thought about it that way. So it's just bringing that knowledge to the forefront Mm -hmm. of our mind and just making us more aware. And then it's easier for us to relate to our partner because we'll know more about their likes and their dislikes. And we won't waste our time (laughs) doing stuff that doesn't matter and that they don't care about, right? And then we get salty when we buy all these (laughs) gifts and they don't care. Oh, yeah. That's the worst, ain't it? You done spent your hard-earned money. And, right, right. And they like, really? You need to take that back. You need to get your money back. Man, yeah, that hurts. 
now we can dive yeah. into some more listener questions. And people have been sending me some good ones. So I'm just like, ooh, these some good I'm ones. Glad. I'm glad. <laughs> yes. So one listener asks, do you suggest premarital counseling? Like, what's your take on that? I absolutely, there isn't a number on this planet. Like, <laughs> I, I agree with that a million percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's funny because today's Sunday and, you know, I just went to church and we had a mm-hmm. really great session. Um, we had a really good church service about healthy relationships. Oh. And it surprised me because we don't typically have church service that way. And so it was very interesting how that dialogue transpired. But one of the major questions that people had, because they had a Q and a afterwards was, mm. do you recommend marital counseling and why? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had a professional there and I was like aching to be on the stage. Right. I just was like, <laughs> right, Oh my right, God, like, let wait, me answer, me. please. <laughs> me, 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 tag me in. Yes. <laughs> But I, I would tell people 100% do premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, want to throw any shade to any pastors or mm-hmm. preachers or ministers yeah. because I do think that the church really does provide a good resource for premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not enough. Mm-hmm. A lot of us yeah. just go yeah. to premarital for two sessions, two weeks, three mm-hmm. weeks before the wedding, mm-hmm. and then that's it, you know? Right. And it needs to be a little bit more in-depth and more detailed um i do anywhere between eight to 12 weeks depending Mm -hmm. on the couple and what their needs are Mm -hmm. and it's really a good time for you to know your deal breakers understand gender roles and expectations right like you about to get married so who's gonna cook who's gonna clean Mm -hmm. how many times y'all need to have be intimate like we need to have a discussion about what you're expecting because sometimes that doesn't always translate well to the real world Mm-hmm. The honeymoon stage is great, right? When everything right. is lovely, but when we go back to when we, after the honeymoon, when we go back to real life, like how is this gonna play out when we work and we have other activities going on in our lives? Mm-hmm. So we talk about that and family history and parenting and spirituality. I mean, I literally go through all of that, and we spend a whole session just talking about and hashing out some of these issues and helping them to understand each other's core values. Mm-hmm. and uh, making sure that their relationship is in full alignment with that. So yeah. I 100% agree <laughs> with <laughs> premarital counseling. I'm all for it. Right. I think um, some people just fear, you know, because they may have something in the back of their head that's like, I'm not really sure if I should be marrying this person, but then mm-hmm. to go to expert. And, and, you know, not to say you'll pick it apart, but you will, like, allow everything to be exposed for what it is so people can really have that conscious um choice to be like okay i know what i'm getting myself into i know who i'm marrying you know so right and i don't go into it saying hey by the end of this i'm going to tell you if yes you should get married or no if you shouldn't (laughs) that is not the conversation i have but during this process if you feel like you guys are not on one accord and not going in the same direction then maybe you should reevaluate your situation. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all we're saying. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> and I think it's it's better to learn all of this stuff before the wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Then versus yeah. getting into something and then having to pay $2 million for a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people all the time, this is my saying, and it might be a little harsh, <laughs> but counseling, weekly counseling, mm-hmm. is a lot cheaper than getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. So pick and choose what you want to do and what you want to invest in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people are just like, what? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like if you got you got to implement the tools i'm telling you like hey a date night is cheaper than divorce like what what are, what are we doing here right <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> yes yeah yeah another listener question she asks why do people settle for being the side chick Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we could have a whole show just mm, on that we should talk about that on another time but i got you i got you <laughs> this relationship series is gonna be a little bit yeah because you know you you all the shows that we watch you know yes. from power um insecure scandal, scandal. yeah yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that one, you just made a valid point that social media and TV has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that we are brainwashed, right. but I'm, I'm also saying we're brainwashed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying we are and we're not at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because if we constantly see the same messages over and over again, it has to have some effect on our psyche, mm-hmm. on our patterns, and, yeah. you know, at some subconscious level um and then for me it goes back to value and worth Mm, right yeah i'm not gonna sit up here and say that we don't get caught up in certain situations and circumstances i'm not saying that i'm not saying we don't make poor decisions because Mm -hmm. we do and that's a part of life Mm -hmm. but when you consciously make an effort to be okay with being the side chick when you know someone has a girlfriend or if they're married um that's a problem Mm-hmm. And I think that that's an internal problem with that person because they've yeah. they've really got to a point where they've kind of devalued themselves mm-hmm. and they're settling for a piece of a person versus having the whole person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you would rather have a piece of somebody, somebody and not be alone than having a whole person. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's indicative of a of a larger issue for me. It is. So I would say that that person has some internal work that they need to do about mm-hmm. their values and about their self-worth and their self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, before, yeah, that's what I would say about that. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Yeah, we definitely will talk more about that because I think, you know, I, I don't want to just leave it with the one question, but we can we can like you said, we can talk a, a whole session about this. Um, and we definitely will. So I got you. You coming back. So especially during this relationship series, you know, because like I don't I don't want to just cater it to one type of um, relationship, you know, like married people. You know, it's for uh-huh. dating um, unmarried folks. People, Absolutely. you know, single parents, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yes, sure. indeed. Yes. So uh, another listener sent in, have you ever heard any married people say having each other in love at the same time would be so good? So fine. You know, so just like I, I, I think in society, sometimes it's that way it could be perceived like people may. I don't want to necessarily say fall out of love with each other, but are are two people ever truly in love with each other at the same time for them to meet each other's needs? You you get what I'm saying? I think that's a hard one for me to digest. Can you rephrase it or um so cuz they put having each other in love at the same time. Like have you ever heard any married person say that like I wished we fell in love at the same time or we were in love at the same time or we're in love at the same time and 
and I'm trying to find a way to rephrase because a part of me feels like I think it speaks though to the love languages we were talking about. Um, yeah, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. You know, because for you to feel the person loves you like you love them at the same time, they will have to be loving you through your love language. But for you to Absolutely. feel like they aren't maybe they aren't speaking to your love language and not saying that they don't love you or or aren't in love with you you know what i mean right right and i think we have this misconception of what love is like Mm -hmm. a lot of the time to be honest with you like what does love truly look like Mm -hmm. and i feel like sometimes that looks a little bit different for everyone we think that it's just this um, abstract feeling that we get, you know, every now and then our heart skips a beat and our stomach flutters a little bit, mm-hmm. but love is an action word. You hear mm. me? <laughs> and an action word requires you to put in work. Hmm. So in order for you to have a healthy relationship, in order for you to be in love, you have to work to stay in love. You have to work mm. towards a healthy relationship. This isn't something that just happens overnight and spontaneous. This is a conscious choice that a lot of us are making Mm -hmm. to make sure that we are in a good spot, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. So we get this, you know, fairy tale, like, I'm in love, and, you know, (laughs) I fell in love. It's like, what does that even mean? Mm. (laughs) What does that mean? You know, because one minute we say we fall in love, and then the next week we over the person. Like, Mm. okay, were we really in love? You Mm. know what I mean? Like, Mm. what, what is our definition in our barometer of Hmm. love right that's good i hope i answered that person's question yeah i think no i think you did um and then another a a, a part two of that is because the saying is find a man that loves you more than you love him Mm. what you know like what do you say to that because i feel Go ahead. I don't even know how I feel about that. Because like, <laughs> I know you hear it a lot, right? Or you probably were told that from like your grandmama or somebody, you yes. know, because I've heard older women say that. You know, you find and a man I, that loves you more than you love him. Yeah. And, and in theory, that sounds great, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm about to find somebody who just loves me so much more than I love them. But at the same time, I'm thinking in my head like, why why does that person have to love me more mm. like what what's stopping me from loving that person just as equally mm-hmm. and going back to what i just said that the person's love is different and so how can we measure love Mm. if our love language is gifts or our love language is quality time Mm -hmm. you know like that's not something that you can always measure and say Mm -hmm. that this person loves me more or loves me less like we we tend to think about love and like action you know like Mm -hmm. oh he did this or she did that but it's more it's so much more than just the physicality it's about that emotional connection and being able to trust someone and mm-hmm. having them to be trustworthy and support you and going back to all the seven components mm-hmm. <laughs> right that i mentioned earlier about being accountable and honest and feeling safe with them and respect and cooperation i mean those are that's what truly matters mm-hmm. um Because just to be on a real level, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when people are in a relationship or there's two different levels of desire, it can be really, like, funky. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that I would want someone who was, like, way too head over the heels in love with me. Mm, Okay. (laughs) 
because that would be kind of creepishly weird, you know, and vice versa. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to overly, you know, like, have feelings yeah. for someone and that wasn't reciprocated. Mm. Like, that's an unequal, it's not balanced, and that can be very strange. Mm. Um, so I hope that makes sense to everyone. I believe that that's kind of like a, a cliche or, you know, just mm-hmm. a saying that we've heard growing up all of these years, right. but really just dissecting it and saying, like, that can be a little weird, like... Hmm. making sure he loves you more it's like i want to love you just as much as you love me right yeah do you mind if i rope you in how do you feel about that oh my media producer dude because he's a male you know come uh, on media producer come on Yeah, let's get this male perspective happening. Right. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel hearing that? I don't know. Have were you ever told that by like the women in your life? Like you need to love her more than she loves you because we get that. I've Find heard- a man that loves us more than we love him. I've heard it. Yeah, I have heard it. Okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he got. Yeah, that's all I got. I'm about to fall yeah. out the chair in my office. Yeah, I have. I have heard it before. <laughs> so have you? Because you heard that, have you purposely? <laughs> no, I'm, you know, went along with that motto of no, loving a girl for. No, I wouldn't do that because then I would be that would be tricking her if I just <laughs> force it. No, because I'm I'm just I would be honest with her if I didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't. If I did, I I mean I'm just gonna express myself mm-hmm. uh, genuinely as much yeah. as possible. So yeah, hmm. yeah, I respect that. Yeah. yeah. Look, y'all gonna try to get me up out of here. <laughs> you know, we had to get the male perspective because I'm like, well, you ain't here, so. <laughs> right, because they get, they get messages a little different than us, right, yeah, growing yeah, up. But, like, yeah. we get different kind of messages. Yeah. So I think that's a good point that you brought him in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that is so funny. that's hilarious right he was like i was not expecting y'all to reel me in (laughs) right he like oh wait a minute oh especially on the relationship series (laughs) right right (laughs) we gotta make sure we're saying the right things (laughs) oh man that's funny that's so funny so miss tiandra before we let you go what is your one tip that you live by for your couples what is your best relationship tip that you have for us my best relationship tip i mean i just have so much good <laughs> i know you do like y'all i'm telling so y'all like she dope like <laughs> i literally be like stalking her on her facebook to see what she gonna say <laughs> she what she gonna write like the events she be doing and speaking at like she is t- she's tight y'all like y'all need oh, to follow like- her if y'all ain't following her yet so <laughs> <laughs> Right, go ahead and put that plug. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Keandra Jackson. Exactly. <laughs> go ahead and hit the follow button. Yes, because she be spitting some gems, so I'm just saying. I appreciate that. I really mm. do. I feel like I'm just being me, and so, okay, <laughs> it just comes with the territory. But I think one of my best advice the best piece of advice that I can give people, even with, if you're single or even if you're in a relationship, I feel like it's helpful across the board, is to make sure that you unpack and deal with your own stuff. Mm, I'm glad you said that. And by <laughs> own stuff, <laughs> I'm not going to use profanity on your show because that was not what I was about to say. Make oh, sure thank you, you Lord. <laughs> 
So making sure you unpack and deal with your own issues, right? Yes. Uh, Whether you're single, in a relationship, dating, I promise you all of this stuff is going to come to the surface. If you don't deal with your issues, whether it's past trauma, past hurts, you know, um, trust being broken, poor, you know, parent relationships, whatever it is, if you don't deal with it and get a hold and a grip on it, I promise you it will manifest in your relationships. And not just in your romantic ones, but with family, friends, and all of the other relationships work, it will show up. And so especially in relationships, I tell people, like, just because you um, are single, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just because you're single and you're dating, you have to be content in that season (laughs) Mm. that you are in and learn what that looks like. Because if you don't get a handle on your own stuff when you're by yourself, all of those issues that you were dealing with in your singleness is just going to be magnified in your marriage and in your mm-hmm. relationship. I promise you. And you're going to be start saying, like, where did this come up from? Well, it's because you didn't handle that before, boo. Mm, <laughs> yes. It doesn't disappear just because you say, I do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't disappear Hello. just because you get into a relationship. Like Those things get magnified and mm-hmm. they, they get kind of like under a little microscope a little bit. Yep. So I just want to encourage everybody out there to unpack and deal with your own personal issues first. And if that means you writing in your journal, if that means talking to a safe person, a friend, or if that means coming to counseling and seeking professional help, do what you got to do. Yes, that is so true. And it's so crazy. Um, just before we go, because, you know, um, I'm I'm in this stage right now because I'm not married, but, you know, soon to be don't know when yet. But, you know, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> you <better think> it. <laughs> exactly, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm journaling those things that, you know, that makes me happy because um, a date I went on. Um, about a month ago, it, it was like the ideal date, like what I've always oh envisioned awesome. a date to be, um, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and I'm just slowly taking inventory. What are those things that I love that makes me feel, mm. you know, feel loved, feel protected, feel whatever, you know, um, because he did this or he said that, you know, so I'm like just keeping a journal of like all those little experiences for me to really know what it is that I'm looking for and I'm seeking in a person um, and not to put my stuff on that person and, and look for them in stuff that I have to unpack to go back to what you said about, you know, unpacking your own stuff. Um, Yeah. Cause then it gets really tricky if you're, you're seeking, um, something from the other person that they can't give you, you know, and, and a part of my testimony is like, you know, like my, my dad has been in my life. Um, my dad is in my biological father, but you know, he's been in my life since I was um three, you know, so mm-hmm. that's dad, you know, but like yeah. I was always seeking a dad when I dated people, I dated older men, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was like, I yeah. was seeking a daddy figure, you know, to fulfill that need of feeling like I was loved and not, you know, um, abandoned or whatnot and you know yeah. granted, like I said you know my dad was phenomenal though you know um yeah, yeah. but yeah I had that need I needed to have fulfilled looking for a daddy but you know right I, I right yeah and work through that I think that so. makes a lot of sense I think you really kind of help somebody there <laughs> with your <laughs> transparency and being able to be open up about that yeah I think that's awesome yeah 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it's all about on the evolving chair. Now, oh, before we go, for real, for real, like I'm sounding like the pastor with like five different closes <laughs> today. So <laughs> three hours later. <laughs> exactly. Like like the last thing I'ma say. Like, no, for real, no, for real, for real. <laughs> now, Miss Keandra, on the evolving chair, we believe that, you know, we need to be healthy physically, mentally, and spiritually. So how do you yeah. do that? How do you keep yourself centered physically, mentally, and spiritually? Oh, man, I'm glad you asked this question, to be honest with you. Like, first of all, like keeping God at the center of everything, Mm -hmm. like just hands down, just making sure that's a priority at the beginning and throughout my day, even at the end, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. um, making that a priority to put him first, whether that's reading my word, going to church, um, writing in my journal, prayer book, all of that good stuff. And I think that keeping him first, he really just blesses everything else. And I think that's why I've been able to, you know, have all of the opportunities that I have had. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing that I want to say is that I stay emotionally and psychologically healthy by going to see my own therapist. I am not ashamed (laughs) to say that I, as a licensed (laughs) marriage and family therapist, have a therapist. Yeah. And she's on speed dial at all times. (laughs) It should be (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know what, we, we have, we deal with a lot of people. Yeah. And we work through their issues. And sometimes we need an outlet for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I can't be telling people to, to go to therapy if I'm not willing to go to therapy. Um, and so, yeah, I have issues and stuff that I have to work through as well. And I'm even working through some of the good stuff um, that's been happening in my life. It doesn't always have to be the bad. Yay. So I definitely want to say that that's one of my self-care. Mm-hmm. That's something that I really do that I, that I implement into my my schedule because it's necessary um besides the the normal stuff like vannies and petty and hair appointments Mm -hmm. (laughs) and (laughs) and reading you know um i'm learning to really just have that me time you know because i'm always around people all the time and so i get a lot of my energy from being by myself Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and i think that's okay and that's important for me so yeah yes awesome awesome yes and so I will definitely have Miss Keandra's contact information on my website, www.theevolvingchair.com for you guys to reach out to her. You know, you Yay. may want her to come and, and speak at something you haven't. So, Absolutely, yeah. I will. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm on the West Coast, but I travel. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> she on the international awesome. pathway, y'all. So, you know. That's what I'm talking about. I'm just trying to get like you, like for real. Like that's all I'm trying to do. (laughs) When I tell you that it's not me, believe me when I say that it's all God. I promise you, you will never hear me take any credit because the stuff that he does for me blows my mind. I can't even think about doing half of the stuff that I do. And he gives me the grace to do it. So so it's all his, all his. It's kingdom work for me. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And she she a safe therapist too, y'all. Thanks. Thanks if I build all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we are going to have you back because we need to do the part two about um just, you know, the 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 side chick mentality or you know and and to go deeper than that psychologically and Mm -hmm. you know all that good stuff so yes Yes, let's do it i'm all for it 
Yes. Well, thank you again, Miss Keandra, for coming. No and problem. Chatting thank you so me. much for having me. I'm excited. Yes. Can't wait for part two. Yes, definitely. So y'all pay attention for that. So until next time, peace. Hey, TC listeners. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and rate this podcast. You can send me emails with questions, comments, and feedback to tecpodcast2017 at gmail.com. On Twitter at tecpodcast2017. IG at tecpodcast. Facebook, the Evolving Chair Podcast. Or check out my website at www dot the evolving chair dot com. So go listen to me on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play.